Good morning. Welcome to our weekly podcast, Tea Time with Tommy. It's where we take these few minutes and share a cup of tea together, and I'm hopefully able to give some encouragement as we look at different scriptures and devotional thoughts. Today's podcast is brought to you by Orange and Spice Herbal Tea from Bigelow. Get into your comfort zone with the perfect balance of juicy orange and zesty spices. One of the favorite blends. Find it soothing and delightful with a unique taste that is simply impossible to put into words. Sit back with your cup of tea and relax for these few minutes together as we listen to where this week's podcast will take us. Good morning. A warm teacup welcome to all those who are joining in with us today on Tea Time with Tommy. I hope that you found you a nice cozy cup of warm tea or something else that you can share in this time together as we look at what the scriptures continue to to teach and encourage us each week together. Following in the canon of scripture as we read the Bible after Nehemiah, which we wrapped up last week, we then come to the book of Esther. And after doing some uh, thought and prayer, uh, I just felt like this was the the next place for us to go. I do want to point out to you uh, that the events of Esther actually take place before the return of Nehemiah to Jerusalem. Uh, We all know that Nehemiah was uh, a cupbearer to the king, and he was cupbearer to King Ahasuerus' son, uh, Artaxerxes. And so some of their uh, some of this might overlap with Nehemiah uh, time-wise, uh, but I did want to uh, just point out that even though can, uh, in the canon Esther follows Nehemiah, the events have actually already transpired uh, when Nehemiah's uh, book is penned. I also want to make mention, as we begin looking at Esther, how truly unique that this particular book of the Bible is in in so many ways, but most notably uh, is that it is the only book of the Bible that doesn't mention God. Now, every event found in Esther clearly points to the incredible omnipotence of God as he acts in providence on behalf of his people. Uh, But as you read Esther, which I encourage you to do, we'll uh, only look at uh, certain passages uh, as we walk through this book together. But uh, I encourage you to read the whole thing on your own. But as you will see uh, through remarkable illustrations of both gospel and prophetic truths, uh, that the handprints of Almighty God, uh, as they are throughout the Old Testament, are certainly found here in the pages of Esther. Some translations are going to list the name of the king of Persia as his Hebrew name, which is Ahasuerus, as I mentioned earlier. But other translations perhaps will say Xerxes or Xerxes I. But just know that that is the same person. He was the ruler of Persia following Darius I. And he ruled from 486 to 465. And again, he was followed by one of his sons, as I mentioned before, Uh, Artaxerxes, uh, who was the king who allowed Nehemiah to return to Jerusalem. So as we dig in, the book of Esther describes for us uh, all that it took to save the Jews from a total massacre and uh, the only way 
that the lineage of Christ uh, survived uh, through David's line. So as we look at chapter 1 today, uh, it's difficult as I was studying and preparing and praying over, it's difficult to really draw encouragement uh, from this particular chapter. Uh, it was, uh, I really had to, to dig deep, but I think that uh, what we're going to look at, uh, we'll see uh, how important it is for us today to do the right thing. And that, that would be our focus today, doing the right thing even when it's costly. As we find here in chapter 1, we meet Queen Vashti. And she is an encourager to us through her act of courage. She is described to us as an incredibly beautiful woman. Uh, Ahasuerus wanted to uh, paint the picture uh, for all his contemporaries uh, so that everyone would see just how perfect his kingdom was, that his kingdom had no problems, there was no lack of wealth, and there was no lack of beauty. He was a king in control. But as we look in the chapter 1 today, I'm going to read verses 5 through 12 of the book of Esther and uh, with the mindset of doing the right thing. Beginning with verse 5, And when these days were completed, the king made a feast lasting seven days for all the people who were present in Shushan, the citadel, from great to small, in the court of the garden of the king's palace. There were white and blue linen curtains fastened with cords of fine linen, and purple on silver rods and marble pillars, and the couches were of gold and silver on a mosaic pavement of alabaster, turquoise, white and black marble. Again, that beautiful, rich picture is painted for us here. Verse 7, And they served drinks and golden vessels, each vessel being different from the other, with royal wine in abundance, according to the generosity of the king. In accordance with the law, the drinking was not compulsory, for so the king had ordered all the officers of his household that they should do according to each man's pleasure. Queen Vashti also made a feast for the women in the royal palace, which belonged to King Ahasuerus. On the seventh day, when the heart of the king was merry with wine, he commanded Mahuman, Biztha, Harbona, Biktha, Abagatha, Zethar, and Karkas, seven eunuchs who served in the presence of King Ahasuerus, to bring Queen Vashti before the king, wearing her royal crown, in order to show her beauty to the people and the officials, for she was beautiful to behold. But Queen Vashti refused to come at the king's command, brought by his eunuchs. Therefore the king was furious, and his anger burned within him. Again, verse 12, the first part. But Queen Vashti refused to come at the king's command. When is it worthwhile to stand up for what is right? When do we stand up for what we believe in? My fear is that many times we, we take the road or, or the path of least resistance when it comes to conflict. But there are certainly those times in life where the right thing is the right thing and we have to do what is necessary. We can't weigh out the cost. We just know we have to do it. Well, Queen Vashti was put into an interesting place here uh, in the first chapter of Esther. Uh, again, uh, Ahasuerus was, was a boastful, prideful king. Uh, some uh, 
some commentaries list him as uh, almost uh, childishly bullish uh, and, and prideful. Uh, and and he sent for her in the midst of being drunk. Uh, please please note that his uh, heart was merry with wine, so he was in the midst of seven days of drinking, and and he sent for her to uh, to be paraded in front of all of these men because, as we know, the women were at their own party, and she refused. Well, that was huge. It had life altering consequences for her. Uh, when we do what is right, it might have life-altering consequences. Our commitment to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and His will and purpose for our life is something we have surrendered to. And we've surrendered to Him knowing that He'll give us the courage that we need to stand up for what we believe in, what we know is true, what we know is right, even when we're pressured to do what is wrong or what is considered right in worldly standards. Queen Vashti's act of public defiance, as I said, had those life-altering consequences. And those consequences might have satisfied the anger of Ahasuerus, but what the king did for his personal reasons, notice, as we continue to read through Esther, and you will see, God used it for a divine purpose. By Vashti refusing the king's summons, the stage was now set for the arrival of a new queen. And that queen would be Esther, whom God would use to save the Jews from destruction at the hands of Haman. We can also think back in our minds to the trials and unjust treatment of Joseph that you find in Genesis. It was only later in his life that, that Joseph realized how God had redeemed all of his sufferings for that divine purpose. And it's because God's plan is far beyond any plan that we could ever imagine. So today, uh, my prayer is that you would draw comfort and encouragement from chapter 1 of Esther because of the courage of Queen Vashti to say no. Sometimes our circumstances are truly unfair. Sometimes we ask the question of God, why have you allowed this to happen? Or we think to ourselves, why do bad people seem to come out on top? Even in those moments, we as Christians must do the right thing. Scripture teaches us over and over again that God's divine plan works so far beyond our plans, so far out that we can't even see. And even when others intend for their own satisfactions to be uh, taken care of, God will use everything for the good of His children. Queen Vashti did the right thing. It was life-altering consequences. But we can learn from that courage. We can see from this experience that doing the right thing in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, continuing to seek His perfect will in our lives is exactly where He wants us to be. And He will show us, whether it be sooner or later, He will show us how that worked in His divine plan. Seeking God, His perfect will, do the right thing. Thank you again so much for joining us on this week's podcast. 
It's very exciting as we begin looking through the book of Esther. Uh, Again, I just encourage you to read all of chapter 1. I just highlighted one particular aspect of it that we could draw encouragement from even in difficult circumstances, remembering no matter what, do the right thing. I look forward to hosting you again next week on Tea Time with Tommy. But until then, may your cup overflow with his blessings.